Welcome back. This is Saved and Such. <laughs> we're back today on today's episode. We're going to be talking about faith and tapping into prophecy as well. Hmm. That's, that's, that, was, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that was it. We'll work on it. I like it, though. I appreciate the introduction. Nah, but like she said, we're talking about faith a little bit, man. So when people ask you about faith... Let's just start there. When people ask you about your faith in Jesus, what is that? What's, what will be an answer that you would give? Um, my faith, like what faith means to me. Yeah. Well, faith basically just is just believing without seeing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the start of just being a Christian because you can't you can't see God mm-hmm. and you don't. Sometimes miracles just don't happen right then and there. So it's really just operating without seeing what's really happening mm. or what's going on in the spiritual realm or what God is doing. So it's really just moving, moving on hope, moving on just that feeling that something's going to happen, something's going to work. Mm. How about you, Sister Marie? <laughs> Ray, Ray. Um Faith to me is just believing, like she said, in something that you can't see, believing in something blindly and just going with it, like mm-hmm. just following something that may not always make sense. Mm-hmm. But deep down inside, like you have a feeling because you know that it's that what you believe is real. And mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes it's blind and sometimes it don't make sense. But yeah, it's like when you know, you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. <laughs> How about you? I would say uh, faith to me is touching on what you guys both said. But basically, man, just kind of um, laying away your own self-ambition, self-awareness of, like uh, Alexa said, of what's going on or what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But kind of just knowing, like, there's a greater power at work, and that is God. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of just, my faith has increased. You know what I mean? Just from off of previous encounters, just mm. testimonies, just ways in which God has been faithful to me. Mm. That's how I kind of live by faith. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really get too staggered, too worried about anything now. You know what I'm saying? Because I just have so much proof. I just have so mm. much, you know what I mean? Just evidence of just how faithful he is and that he's real. You know what I mean? And it's a whole bunch of different religions and things like that, but None of them can compare to Jesus. None of them can go toe-to-toe with Jesus. That's just how Thanks. I feel. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. And whenever I think of faith, I mean, I think everybody thinks of their scripture. Faith is the substance of things I've seen and, and the evidence of... Did I say that backwards? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Faith I know what you're saying. And I but I can say it right now. Is it substance first? Faith is... A, I know what you're I'm saying. I'm dyslexic. No, you good. Um, but yeah, faith is the substance mm-hmm. of things unseen and the evidence of things hoped for. I feel backwards. It do, but just go on. I'll, I'll, I'll they get up. what I'm saying. Y'all I'll know the scripture. But yeah, yeah, Google it for me. Like, look at mm-hmm. But no, now I need to know because looking it up. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to make my point without saying it right. Sorry, guys. 
stupid pause. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Oh, is that all right? Yeah. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Okay. So, with that, faith is literally just not knowing or not seeing it, but still believing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you can't have, well, where it literally says it, but you can't have faith without having hope. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, you know, Jonathan McReynolds, he said it perfectly on one of his stories. Like he, I guess he was just thinking about faith and why women have more faith than men. Mm-hmm. And it's because women are most of the time hopeful. Mm-hmm. And it made so much sense, sense to me because, like, I hope for a lot of things. Like, I hope to be married. I hope to have a good family. I hope to get in heaven. I hope to do, like, I, ha- I have hope in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So because I have hope, I don't know when it's going to come, but I know that I'm going to work to do it. And so it makes sense that I had faith because I can't see me being married. Like, I, I'm not married, so I can't see it. I can't see me with kids, but I hope that it'll happen. And so me hoping enough gives me faith enough to go for it and to work for it. Mm-hmm. And that just ties into, like, you can't have faith without working. You mm-hmm. can't say, oh, God, I hope I get this job or I hope I, you know, this happens to me and you don't do anything to go for it. Yeah. Like, it's 50-50, work, faith and work. Actual quick question. Honest, honest, honest question. I need an honest answer right here. So, you know how you say you hope to be married and things like that. What if God's perfect plan for you is not for you to be married? Ah. What, would, what would that do for your faith? Ah, that's a great question. How would you asking that? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly. I feel like I would have to. I think I would... Like, it would hurt my feelings. I ain't going to lie. Because I'd be like, my whole life, like, you knew I wanted to be married. You knew I wanted to have this and that. He know I'm not going to have a kid without being married. So right. that's two things that I'm just not going to have. Right. God forbid. But it's just like. This is what people really, you know what I mean? Go through. Go through. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would be I would be mad. Like, really? Like, what's up? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, I would no, really want to know. I mean, not what's up, but like. <laughs> what's up? Like, what's up? Questioning. Like, why? Mm-hmm. I would really want to know why. And, you know, like, I would be like, well, can I pray a little harder? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Honestly, that's a hard question. Because we we make, and that's funny because we make so many plans for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But we never really stop to ask God, like, is this what you have for me? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to get married. But, like, is a marriage what you have for me in my ministry? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, we're not living to just live. We're living to do work in his kingdom and honor him. Right. So... All I could do is hope that that is not what he has for me. Because <laughs> he's my man. But no, I think, I don't think that would shake my faith because. You have faith. God has a better plan for you. Yeah, that. And I, and I trust more, more over, I mean, well, not more of a faith, but I actually trust God. So like you said, I don't think it would shake my faith because faith is just believing in something you can't see. Right. My faith lies in Jesus. It lies mm-hmm. in God. I know that he is there even though I can't see or feel him because I have the evidence mm-hmm. and, the, and the proof. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer just blind faith. Like, yeah, I trust him. And some situations may feel blind, but again, I have the evidence and proof to it. Mm-hmm. But I think that my feelings would be hurt. And I would probably be a little mad at God, like, but I don't think it would shake my faith. Yeah. I think... If anything, 
I might kind of just this is me honestly speaking. I wouldn't hope for this ever, but you know, like I feel like if with me being upset with God, I probably would like like take a little step back and just be like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's a hard thing for people to admit. Mm-hmm. Like I would never want to, you know, like randomly or like willingly just be like take a step back from God. But I think in my human reaction, yeah, I would be upset and I would like be wondering like. Didn't you say be fruitful and multiply? Mm-hmm. Like I would have so many questions. With when it comes to your faith, um, dealing with people who have other gods and other religions and believe in other things, what are some tools or things that you refer to when you're trying to break things down to them on the evidence of Jesus? It's mm, a good you yeah. I've been praying today, man. <laughs> oh, that's right. I've been like, um, like explaining, trying to explain my faith to explaining your faith, or just explaining like the evidence of Jesus when it comes to like to like a non-believer, like yeah, to like yeah. somebody who's a um, a Muslim or a non-believer. Um, it really comes down. I always say it really comes down to your own experience. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to have your own experience because I can tell you to believe. And all these crazy stories that be happening in the Bible mm-hmm. that I tell you. And you still, you can look at me and stare at me like I'm crazy. Right. And I have no proof but to say my life, like I'm standing here today. Mm-hmm. It's really, I just always tell people, you just have to have your own experience with it. Like mm-hmm. you're never really going to go off somebody else's faith. You're really just, you have to have your own experience with it. Like. When you go through a hard time or like you're suffering from something and then God just reveals to you. That's really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really I just tell you. people. Me personally, I've been in my word recently, mm-hmm. like a lot. So like I'm always go back to the word. Um, yeah. Just when it comes to evidence and support of Jesus and and everything that is so real. You know what I mean? When we talk about Christianity and, and our relationship with him. And I was watching this sermon. I forgot the guy's name, but he blessed me because he said, we serve a God who's bilingual. Hmm. He doesn't just speak English, but he speaks French. He speaks Spanish. And then he took it even deeper and he said he speaks well and he speaks lion. And he started talking about the different uh, stories in the Bible of how Daniel was in a lion's den. And he told the lion, no, you can't eat him. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the whale and he said how the whale spit up um, Jonah. Jonah on the, on the shore, you know what I'm saying? Things like that. But like, that's the type of God that we serve. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's he great. the fire and tell it don't burn. Mm. And he's that's, bilingual. That's deep, ain't it? I got to sing you that sermon, man. I, I was, I, it blew my yeah. mind when I was watching it earlier, but yeah, man, it's some, God is amazing. One of the things with, especially with other people mm-hmm. is like, I'm kind of, it depends, honestly. If somebody comes to me with the intentions of having a a conversation about their religion or my religion, and we talking about two different religions, you know, I might entertain the conversation. It depends on how they come in. For one, I'm never going to argue with anybody about God. Like, right. if you don't believe me or you don't believe him, sorry. Like, that's on you. Yeah. But, um, because I don't want to get into, like, just having idle conversations. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, is that's futile. But for people that um, 
you can tell who wants to know, like who's seeking. Mm-hmm. Like there are some people in this world that are not necessarily look, looking for Jesus, but they're looking for something. Yeah. So when someone is looking for something and they're just seeking, most of the time they're willing to try anything mm-hmm. except for Jesus, except for God. Mm-hmm. So the the thing that they're looking for, they don't know is God, but they're right. still looking for it. Yeah, I'm glad you and said so that. at that point, it's my job as I believe in Christ, someone who preaches the gospel, someone who, you know, who God has put in position to be able to speak to somebody like you, me, him, like we're in position to be able to talk to people because we're the body of Christ. And that's our assignment as a part of his body for real. So in that, in moments like that, like I'll talk to them and while I'm talking to them, it's, it's really God talking through me because I'm saying, Lord, give me the words to say to him. It's nothing that I can say to him or her that make them be like, okay, God is real. It has to be a personal encounter and I have to be the vessel. It can't be me. And so in those situations, I'm not just talking and I'm not just quoting scriptures and telling them stories and just giving them my perspective. I'm literally asking God to talk through me. When he when it, when that person is looking in my eyes, show him you. Like, take me out of it. Like, show that person you and help them to feel your presence as we're talking and help them to have an encounter that they can't even understand. And then most of the time when, when you praying that prayer and you asking God to use you as his vessel, mm-hmm. that's when they like, they can't even explain it. And then when they go tell their testimony, like, I don't know what happened. I just felt what I, I just felt it. Mm-hmm. And then as they start to learn, they'll start to understand what they felt and how it happened. But that's, it has to be an encounter. Like, it's nothing that you or me could say that makes somebody just randomly believe in God. Yeah. They have to feel it. Want it. They have to be looking, mm-hmm. be seeking in their heart. Mm-hmm. And they have to be, most of the time, they're not willing or accepting. But they have to, God has to touch them. Like, it can't be us. Yeah. That, and that's the importance of testimony. Like, testimonies are not for you. They're for somebody else that's, that may be going through that like you don't go through stuff for yourself it's definitely for other people it's Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4 issue never the issue as well as yes Peter Serafin Rosemary Downer Don Gallade Gista the Rapper Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. Mm. And I will also say working, they have to work towards it because a lot of people think you know, they could just pray once and yeah. then it's just going to happen for them. But that's why I always think about the scripture. You kind of mentioned it, like faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. So you always like, don't just, don't pray and then you're going to worry because in scripture it tells us to pray and then don't worry. Right. So you, if you're going to pray, then don't worry. But if you're going to worry, then there's no point in praying. Mm-hmm. And if you speak in something, if you speak in life towards something like, oh, um, I applied for this job. I just hope I get it. And then you telling your friends, like, I don't know, I don't think I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Or you're worrying about it. Or you're constantly checking your email. Or you're mm-hmm. constantly thinking about it and stressing about it. Or you're moving around 
to make plan B options. Mm-hmm. When didn't you just pray and didn't you just speak that you're going to get this job? Didn't you ask God to receive this? Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's going back. It's like going back on your word and mm-hmm. not really putting your full faith in God. But you have to really work towards it. Once you like, once you pray for it, okay, now you have to operate in it. So. Yeah, that was very good what yeah, you said. That, that I, I wanted to tap in on the praying. I think people don't realize how important um, intercession is. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? When you pray and like when you, not just when you pray, but how you pray and how intentional your prayers are mm-hmm. about what that thing, like what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like um, you praying hard for somebody like... Um, let me think of an example. For somebody who's, let's say somebody's in the streets and um, like you can just see like, like sometimes people say like, I, I see a spirit of death on them or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like in a session, like when you pray, you can stop somebody, something but to happen to him. Like you can just like by you praying, you know what I mean? You can give him life. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So like praying is very, very important. That was just an example, but like praying can go a long way, but intentionally praying, you know what I'm saying? Like, you never know what can happen. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying when you pray. Yeah. And when so when you thinking of somebody, and I I realize like when I'm when somebody just pops in my head randomly that I don't that I'm not thinking about. Mm-hmm. Like let's say like my homegirl just popped in my head randomly. We probably have been talking like forties. I'm gonna text her and you know talk to her and see if she okay. Like what's going on. Then I'm gonna also pray for her because it's I feel like God dropped that in my spirit for a reason. Mm-hmm. So that means like. I don't know what I'm praying for, but the good thing about Jesus is he intercedes for us when we intercede for other people. Yeah. And so sometimes when we don't have the words to say, he gives us the words to say because he knows when he, he knows what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And then he takes it to his father and say, you know, like he intercedes on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't realize that. I heard a song in a session by Kurt Franklin. Mm. And that's when I started, like, I started looking up what interceding was, intercession was. And I'm like, this makes sense. Like, mm. so when they say, like, Jesus is our big brother, like, it makes sense. Mm. Like, because he intercedes for us to the Father. Yeah. And he can interpret, like, our cries. That's why, um, what, what, Whitney Houston, she, she said, um, I let the Lord hear my cry in her song. And that also didn't make sense to me until I realized that he intercedes for us. Cause sometimes like you ever been crying and like you don't you don't even know what to say, what to pray for, but you just crying and you just yeah. like God and you just down and out, but you can't pray. Mm-hmm. Jesus, he know which what exactly is your your heart is saying, and he's taking that to God on your behalf. Cause you crying out to him. Mm-hmm. Every moan, every groan, he know how you feel and he's taking it to God. That's the intercession. As you were talking of scripture came to my heart, um, it was Romans 8, 26. Through 28, it says, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through our wordless groans. Mm-hmm. And he who searches our hearts knows this, knows the mind of the Spirit because in the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Mm-hmm. So, like, that came up in my mind as you mm-hmm. were just talking. So, even when you don't even know why you're praying or what to pray for, like, your spirit will literally groan and mm-hmm. give you a vision, give you mm-hmm. something, I mean, in your spirit to just pray for. So it's very important, you know what I mean, when when that's happening to like really like lock in, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it can always start off like as a simple prayer. I was thinking of while you were talking, I was thinking, I think it's in Matthew where God was talking, um, where God is telling us 
that when we pray, like we don't have to use all these big words and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Because a lot of people, when they pray or when you see other people pray, like they're using all these big words and they quote and all of this. And then you feel like you need to pray like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just as simple as just come to God, give him thanks and just tell him what you need. And then everything will mm-hmm. fall into place. And the next thing you know, that's how I just started praying. Like I just give God thanks. I tell him what I need. And then next thing you know, five minutes pass. And I'm still praying. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even expecting to continue to pray that long. Mm-hmm. It just it just flows. And God will just flow. Because like you said, he knows your heart. He knows what you need. Mm-hmm. And if you just come to him humbly, like, everything else will fall into place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also, you know, because sometimes praying can be intimidating. Like, just how you explained it. Mm-hmm. Somebody else praying better than you. Yeah. And you just think, well, I got to start praying like that. But you're not there yet. So for me, like, I don't really like praying in public because I'm not like a, I'm like, there are people that pray a lot better than me, right? <laughs> but that doesn't make my prayers less powerful. Like, right. I pray, I could pray scripture, but it's not going to come out how it may, it may not sound like somebody else's. Mm-hmm. But I've learned to just talk to God. Like, I could be walking, I could be driving to work. And I'm like, like l- last night, I feel like, I think I, I think I prayed in the morning. Prayed in the morning before church. I prayed at church. And then by the time nighttime came, I was like, I feel like I ain't talked to you all day. Mm. And I'm saying it just like that. And I'm like, yeah, like I, I had a good day and I really enjoyed church. Like I'm just talking to God just like that. And I feel like he's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's comforting because sometimes I don't have time to get down there and Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have time to be super formal. Sometimes I just want to talk to him. Like, you know, what you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think that's important because it helps grow the relationship. And, well, maybe it's just for me, but when I'm just talking to God, I feel like he's actually responding. Because I'll ask him something, like just in regular conversation, like, I wonder if I should do this. Or like, you think I should... I'm talking to God just like that. And like literally the answer will be in my heart or in my mind. And that's literally God telling me what he want me to do. Mm-hmm. And I I, I, I feel like, I feel like me and him be on the phone. Like it's, I really like that. I like that. I'm not going to say better than praying, but because certain prayers are definitely necessary for certain things. Like warfare prayer. We know why we need an intercession prayer, but like just com- communing and talking to God is super important. Carrying him throughout your day is yeah. super important. One thing I will say about uh, what did I talk about the um, people's praying, like you say, y'all were intimidated. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think for me, I was intimidated for a long time, but then like when I started to change my point of view at it, it kind of motivated me. Okay, well, how can I get to this point in my prayer? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like that's something I want y'all to think about. Like instead of it like intimidating you, mm-hmm. like allow it to motivate you. Like okay, what do I have to do? How can I get here to get to this point? Mm-hmm. Like, what did you do? Like, how you? <laughs> <laughs> how you do it? Like, well, <clears throat> how I do what? I'm sorry. Like when you said you was feeling intimidated, you mm-hmm. said you, you it was motivation for you. Like, and you. So, what was that process like? Uh, like okay, so I was a quiet person coming up, so I didn't used to talk that much. Mm-hmm. So, like in the process of all this, I started doing things that gave me opportunities to talk in front of other people. So, like, now I'm not really as shy or, like, you know what I mean, intimidated now because I spoke in front of audiences and 
You know, mm-hmm. I didn't spoke at church. I didn't preach. I didn't, you know what I mean, did this and that. So mm-hmm. that don't really, like, intimidate me no more. Like, I'm, I'm good to go. Like, once I get the mic in my hand, like, I'm good. I mean, yeah. You feel me? So, like, that's just where I'm at with it. I guess, like, it's, it's kind of like I was built for it. So that's what I'm saying to you. Like, you, you're going to be built for it. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's just building your time with God. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think my pastor, I'm pretty sure he talked about this in the past. And I've also heard... Like in a, from another artist, Salma Rain, I believe she talked about it in her album before. But like, why, why you, when you worship or when you praise, why does it only last for like two minutes? Like, mm-hmm. why don't you have like the capacity to, to continue to go to pray for like a whole hour to pray or like to just have that conversation with God or have that time with God? Because a lot of times in church. You worship, and it's like, all right, after five minutes, you're like, okay, let's move on. But it's like, you actually really, it shouldn't be like that. You should be able, you need to build yourself up to be able to continue to pray, to pray for like long hours and Mm. to have that relationship with God. So I guess it's just having, reading your word and spending more time with him. But also you have to have the Holy Spirit Mm. and you have to be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit because I feel like the next the next step in your prayer life is speaking in tongue because mm-hmm. that's also important. And a lot of people look over that. But, I mean, it's in the Bible. It's right there, and mm-hmm. it's needed. So I feel like that is the next step in your prayer life if you're trying to build build up your prayer life would be speaking in tongue and getting baptized. Mm. I think... I think... For me, like, the way that I feel like my prayer life is going to be built or become better. Because I talk to God just how I explain to y'all. But mm-hmm. I do want to get to the point where I can pray in front of people. And I have, but I just don't like to do it. But I want to get to that point where I can pray in front of people and pray for a long period of time and actually pray, like, pray for real. Um, And I think the only way that's going to happen is if I dedicate time. I be so busy. And uh, our pastor was just talking about yesterday not being too busy for God. Like he was like, most of the time, you know, Christians they don't spend, they don't not spend time with God because they don't want to, just don't have time to. And so like, it may require me to wake up at five, right, to be able to spend an hour with him before I get my day started. Because I'll wake up at I got to be to work at nine. I wake up at like seven thirty or eight mm-hmm. and spend like twenty minutes, but that's it's cut short. Mm-hmm. Because then I gotta take a shower and get ready for work, and then I might pray during the day, but it's cut short because I gotta just eat lunch and get back to work. Mm-hmm. So if I wake up and spend time with him, and it's just sacrifice, like I'd be tired, but like that's what it's gonna take. That that's almost like fasting, like fasting for me. I tried to fast, you know about it, <laughs> and it just didn't work because I had I'm um pre hypoglycemic, so like when I don't eat. My blood sugar low. Yeah. Faint. There's other things you can do. We talked about this. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely other things I could do, but I think that I need to start with sacrificing my time yeah. and just giving more time to God, sleepy or not. Like, just get up and really lock in. Yeah. Yeah, this has definitely been a great episode, though. Great conversation. I, I picked up on some things y'all was saying. So, yeah, man. Any last words? Continue to keep the faith, man. This has been another episode of Saved and Such. You can follow us on all streaming platforms at S-A-V-E-D-N-S-U-C-H.
We appreciate y'all for kicking it with us. Love, peace. Chicken grease. There it is.